Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. So we're talking about a really important topic today that our listeners may have been familiar with already if they're uh, fans of Brene Brown, but we're going to be talking about vulnerability, which is, yeah. you know, something that Pete and I talk a lot about. <laughs> Love <laughs> being vulnerable. <laughs> which, which, in case you can't tell, that's, that's sarcasm, sarcasm in his voice. <laughs> I actually sarcasm. don't mind being vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of our work. I mean, I, sometimes I, I think, you know, having chosen being a psychologist, we have to be vulnerable. Absolutely. We, right? Well, don't you feel that way? Well, yeah, and we we've been trained in how to practice it, right? That's right so, yeah. so it's it's definitely a skill. But but I think what what you're uh, implying in the sarcasm, right, is that which I, I of course feel this too. It's just it's still not it's not fun. It's not yeah. fun to be vulnerable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, you know, or it's fun because I know I want to grow, you know, and I think that's you know. So like, well, yeah. Well, the yeah. well the growth part. It's maybe we, well. I would argue it, then maybe it's interesting. It can be interesting, right? But yeah. I wouldn't say like while Fun. I'm being vulnerable, I'm like, this This feels fantastic. Yeah, that's true. Because you know? I was like, <laughs> I think recently, you know, having tough conversations with people that we're close with, you know, where maybe yeah. we're trying to like encourage them to do something different or assert some sort of boundary in the relationship. Those are things that I find myself that I'll avoid, you know, at yeah. time, even though I feel super comfortable with this. So thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you're welcome. I'm only saying that because I, I don't want anyone to be under the impression that vulnerability just feels fa- fabulous. I mean, I, I even, <laughs> you know, I recently said uh, uh, to a friend where I was, uh, you know, having a difficult conversation and was being vulnerable and the front, my very, very dear old uh, friend of mine said, well, you know, you're, you know, you're frankly like better at being vulnerable than I am because of, you know, I think part of what you do. And and I said, I hear that. I was like, that's true. And I was like, and you know, I just want you to know, I don't like it. (laughs) I still don't like it. You know, I feel the way like funerals, you know, like Mm. they're so vulnerable. And like we as psychologists were meant to like, I, maybe this is my own stuff, but like, I feel like like people were supposed to say the right thing. You know, like yeah. no say or how to well, handle those emotions. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, because because I think people forget uh, that psychologists are humans first. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like they do. You know, that. Yeah. They do. I mean, I I'm always kind of surprised actually when I'm you know talking about vulnerability in session with people and I'm sharing how I feel uncomfortable in session when I have to bring up a difficult conversation with a patient. Like if I if the patient's angry with me or I don't know, it's just something awkward, I don't know, that that I'll say, yeah, you know, it's really hard for me. I'll feel uncomfortable. People go, really? It is? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm a person. I'm like, you know, do, do you like having awkward conversations? I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah. I do it because it's aligned with my values and I know it's workable. Uh, well, I think in, enjoy it. And maybe we could talk a little bit about Brene Brown's work because I think, you know, you mentioned her in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the beginning. And so thinking about what even led, I don't know if you know. I'm I sure do you know. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. the yeah. Do you know the story too? Yeah, Do you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, you share it. Share no, it you. Oh, you. Okay. So <laughs> I, I always, I always think it's so, it's so hilarious and and adorable because it's it's just like so true for all people. Brene Brown tells the story that she, when she was doing, uh, doing research on it, you know, and she was, you know, investigating research vulnerability down in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. She's at University of Houston. She's a PhD in social work, and she. You know, it was. I think the research was around vulnerability and connection specifically. Was that the the first line of of her study? I think or? so. Or shame. Shame came second. Oh yeah, shame came second. So, what she found was that in order to 
to connect with other people that it would required vulnerability. And she was basically, she, she does talks about this in, in her Netflix special called a courage. She says she was basically so distressed by finding that out that she had yeah. to go to her own therapy to work, to work yes. through that. This was yeah. some, like that. It has to be vulnerability that it's a part of, of, of human connection. And I was like, man, if that doesn't, you know, resonate. Yeah. Well, because you have to like, you know, you have to connect. And so I think sometimes, I find it so useful, like, say, if you're working with uh, a client through a relationship, you know, so if mm-hmm. they're, you know, so as, as a high, perf- working with high performers, like, sometimes they don't feel, they feel like their partner has to serve a certain role. And sure. I work with them about finding ways of being vulnerable with their partners to, like, create connection. Because you totally see that that creates another level of connection. Well, because, you know, it's in that space of, of basically being an imperfect human that we're saying like, I struggle, like I have pain. I'm, you know, I mess up. We, that's, you know, in self-compassion research, they talk about this too, that that's, um, that's an aspect of self-compassion is recognizing a common humanity. And, you know, if we're walking around telling ourselves and other people that we got it all figured out and, Mm -hmm. and nothing ever goes wrong and, you know, think, I mean, just, I mean, I can think of my own life when I've encountered people like that, it, it makes me feel so disconnected from that person and also so alone, yeah. you know, cause then I start to go like, Oh, maybe I'm all, the only one that's having a hard time or I don't, I didn't, I don't have life figured out. Yeah. You no, know, we, none of us do, you know? No. And I think it's, it's this word that I, it's another one, the thing where mm-hmm. people use it a lot, but I wonder, so one, like one exercise I'll ask people to think about is like give examples of being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, either that you've been vulnerable or moments where you feel like you can find that you might be able to be vulnerable. Cause mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't know. Do we, do we want to talk about maybe some examples of being vulnerable? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can I can share a personal one about doing yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> Pete's been after me to do something along the lines of this podcast for I don't know, probably as long as we've known each other and we've known each other ten years. Yeah. Right. A long t- yeah. Yeah, you've probably been after variations of variations this, yeah. of something. Yeah. I made you and, come to do the shrinks. Yep. Yes. Yep. We're, you wanted me to do a TV show. I didn't want to do it. Uh, and well, and what and what did I say to you every time you were like, "Come on, just, we got to do this." You just want to be private. I want to be private. Yeah. 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 I am, and I think this would probably surprise a lot of people knowing me because I have a very extroverted. Yeah. Uh, I always like say it's my phenotype. My my presentation is very extroverted. I'm actually like pretty introverted in a lot of ways, and I'm actually like a really private person. Yeah. And so this feels like terribly risky <laughs> for yeah. me. Frankly, it's really hard for me. Like when when I agreed to do the podcast, I I and I don't mean that in a in a poor me kind of no. way. I just more mean in a in a way. It's actually I feel very exposed when yeah. I when I do these types of things. And the reason I chose to do the podcast with Pete is not just because I uh, adore Pete and and mm. like meeting with him every week. I uh, beat it down. You know, yes, yeah, <laughs> he did. It, it's it's a it's actually because you know, and I want to tie this uh, together for our lit- listeners is because it aligns with my values. Like there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things that are very important to me to share. And I want to share one of the beyond. best teachers that I've ever oh, met. Thank you. Oh, and so I, you sweet. know, I think, um, you know, your vulnerability was like making yourself exposed around even teaching to such a larger potential audience, which for all we know, there's, you know, our moms are listening. (laughs) That's it. You know, so. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, not to, not to, not to assume we've got 10 million listeners here. Well, And and that's part of Brene Brown's story, right? Where that that TED talk, where she was just really discussing her research, which how many researchers have done TED talks? 
Right. I mean, I don't know. And then this one just blew up and became like, you know, overnight you had millions of followers and because people connect. So, so Nikki, people connect with this challenge that you've had around just allowing yourself to feel exposed for this ultimate goal of living congruent with your values. And, you know, I think the reason I said you're such a great teacher is because then also educating, you know, and I think that that's a big value of yours is just educating people to help ultimately eliminate some suffering. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for saying that. And and I think that it's important then for, for me to say that in doing this podcast, the reason why it's so vulnerable for me is that it's taking a risk. Yeah. And what I always uh, teach to patients is that acting aligned with our values is is healthy risk-taking is That's the best right. way that I can say it. It's a healthy yeah. risk-taking. So you're saying, this is meaningful to me. I don't know how it's going to turn out. And I'm willing to try something where I know that I can make it like, look, I'm going to stick my foot. I'm sure I probably probably already have or will stick my foot in my mouth, You know, give wrong information, make a mistake. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable to sit with. And I'm yeah. willing to be vulnerable in the service of, yeah, and of education. Yeah. So, I know. Well, like, we will put our foots in our mouth. And yeah, I think, absolutely. That's, and, you know, yeah. and so just, just along these lines of sharing about the podcast, like I think one time you and I realized when one episode we, you know, misspoke about a date of like the or origin of behaviorism. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was Skinner. Yeah. I, we, we said 1920s and then I was like, ooh, 1960s. I just yeah, didn't feel great. <laughs> and who cares? cares, you know, because know, the bottom yeah. line was, and I think yeah. that was part of our practice of saying, yeah. oh, who cares? I'm not trying to say like, you know, it's important to know, but I will say when I teach, when the, whenever that history section comes in, the historical mm-hmm. context, mm-hmm. I go the quickest because also like as a mindfulness and Zen practitioner, I, it's about this moment. Yeah. So I try and get as quickly to July, you know, 2020. Yes. You know, uh-huh. um, and so I think, but that's an example of like, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to misspeak. You know, we are going to say things that are not entirely factual. Um, these, these are our opinions, our training, or our recollection of our training because yeah. in our mid careerness, <laughs> uh, or we, early we, mid career, early mid career, we start mid- to forget things, and that's okay yeah. too. You know, because yeah. we learn new things and we absolutely, things. yeah, absolutely. Well, so for Pete, what what's an example for you where you've you know, done something vulnerable that you, that you'd be willing to share with people listening. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, if we're more, yeah, I have to think, I mean, I think that's a, it's a tough question. I think, um, you know, in any given day that I'm teaching, okay. So vulnerability, um, when I do some of my TV, my media work, I I often feel very vulnerable. So, you know, right now we're, 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 we're recording this during the pandemic still. And so some of the, um, channels that I work with, they're still doing like virtual mm-hmm. interviews. So there's no one in the studio still. Uh, but when I used to be in live studio recordings, I was super vulnerable. And I think the vulnerability there is, uh, you know, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to misspeak? Uh, I will mm-hmm. say one time after one of them, I said, um, thermostat instead of thermometer. Mm-hmm. And the first person to call that out was my mother, which was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to her after and she was like, oh yeah, it was really funny. Mike and I were sitting there and you said thermostat instead of thermometer. <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> Thank you for the exposure, Bob. Uh, but we could laugh about that. And that's yeah. exactly what I was trying to do. Uh, and, and it's okay, you know, because I think, yeah, yes. that's vulnerability of like, I misspoke. I said thermostat instead of thermometer. Um, and and those moments do culminate, you know, collectively. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. They do. Well, and and I think that's actually one reason why people often don't want to practice vulnerability because right. 
because they don't they don't want to carry around with them the discomfort that we feel when we when we mess up or I don't know like you know the example I think most people can resonate with you know you you share your romantic feelings with somebody and they don't yeah. they don't return the sentiment, you know, we, we carry those things around. And so what does the human brain do? The human brain, you know, goes into problem solving mode and is like, I know I'll just stop being uncomfortable. I'll stop taking risks. And, and it's, you know, it makes a lot of sense logically, frankly, right? Like, of course, like the brain's like problem solved. I I know how to deal with this, but then without, without that healthy risk taking, which is what practicing vulnerability really is, your world gets so small. Like there's and no, that was, you know? And that's one of the, the best, in my opinion, findings from Brene Brown's research is that you can't choose what feelings you're going to experience. So like yeah. your brain will shut down and say, hey, don't be, don't have that scary things. But then you also then shut down to positive experiences. Yeah. And I think that for me, that was like one of the biggest take home from a lot of her research is that, you know, you, you need to experience, and that in a mindfulness world, you know, going into the Eastern practices is that we don't judge the moment. So no, no matter what I'm experiencing, I'm just experiencing. Uh, and then I just want to, you know, walk into that, uh, yes. but, but not choose, you know, positive or negative. Right. And, and I think the reason why, again, people have a hard time understanding like, but, but why would I want to walk into the discomfort? Why would I want to do that? Aside from like, you know, you and I can say, you know, to the cows come home, like to grow, which again, I think logically a lot of people will say like, yes, I want to grow. I want to evolve. The brain's like, but why do I want to be uncomfortable again? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Is is what, what, what Pete and I in, in our, um, in our practice, uh, as acceptance and commitment therapy clinicians, uh, known as ACT as type of third wave CBT it's in the service of what is important to you. So, right. you know, like I was using the example with the podcast, like I highly value education and dissemination. And so I'm yeah. willing to, to feel uncomfortable and exposed in doing the podcast in the service of, of sharing that, which is- Thank gives goodness. Me, thank, <laughs> yes, thank, thank goodness. Thank, thank goodness. Thank goodness that's your value. <laughs> very meaningful to me. Yeah. And, you know, other examples would be, you know, again, like if I go back to the sharing- romantic feelings for somebody, right? It's like, if you don't know what the other person thinks, if you value relationships, you value love, right? Are you willing to take that risk and share how you feel with another person to see if maybe they feel the same way back? I mean, how many stories have you heard of those, you know, when someone, they they never told each other how they felt and they went on, you know, never, it just, it, it, it gets in the way of actually experiencing meaning in our lives if we're not willing to take those risks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and with, with managers, you know, coworkers, other family members, I mean, these are all really hard opportunities, you know, they're, they're, they're hard moments and good opportunities to try and have some of those really challenging conversations. But, you know, I know I, I avoid them sometimes. My brother, I know he ain't going to be listening to this podcast, so that's okay. I'll say that, uh, you know, cause sometimes I, you know, I was, um, I was like, <laughs> Maybe hi if you're listening. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we could have that conversation if you're listening. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and here we are. You know, but but point is, like, there are certain things that I just today actually we had a, a conversation about the COVID because you know his belief systems are maybe a little bit different and sort of wondering if there's any conspiracies and you know it, it's not sure what to believe what he's reading and not reading and there are moments that those are really hard conversations to have. And, and frankly, I will avoid them at times. Well, you know, it's, I'm glad that you're bringing that up because I think that a lot of people often 
have the question, or I get asked the question, I should say, in, in session a lot, well, when should I practice vulnerability? Like, when is it safe to be yeah. vulnerable? And, it, and, and I think- Low with that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and I, and it, it is an important one though, because, you know, it's not like, I, I don't want anyone listening to think that Pete and I are advocating to be really vulnerable in every situation with every person. It's not actually always safe to do that. And there might be certain contexts where right. being vulnerable is not workable, right? Like if you, you know, potentially sometimes with, with Pete's brother, maybe it's not workable to be very vulnerable about, you know, a difference in beliefs. Sometimes it is, you know, for the opportunity yeah. to, to potentially, um, to, to grow in that situation. But you know, it's like if you have an, a, a verbally abusive, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or any kind of abusive partner, boss, friend, you know, sharing your, yeah. the intimacy of how you feel is actually not not a safe choice, like well, other sometimes, Yeah, and sometimes like high performers, like athletes or mm. finance guys, like being vulnerable with your boss, your manager, your coach, not always a great idea. No, yeah. no, and it, and and I think what I would want people to know in those situations is that it it doesn't mean then you're failing being vulnerable. It's just like actually a different behavior is more workable. So if we think of vulnerability yeah. as as a practice, as a behavior, it's effective when when you know you're able to potentially connect with somebody, right? Like that somebody else, that, that, that other person is someone that you trust. She can trust and vulnerability also uh, go hand in hand here, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, that they're potentially safe, yeah. right? But if you have plenty of data about someone that they're not a safe person, yeah. you know, actually disconnecting emotionally in those moments is going to be more effective. Being more effective. I, I, yes. I mean, I think, and that's the thing is like, sometimes you feel like you have to adhere to like the length of a relationship, even though the person is maybe not the best for you. And that's not a moment to be vulnerable then. You no. know, there might be a moment to assert and actually cut a boundary or yes. you know, cut the person off, you know, and yes. you know, it, it, it's important. You know, that's the thing that's been happening with some reporters or stories now where they're saying like during a pandemic, how do you do these things? And I'm like, no, this is all, these are things that we should have, should have been doing pre-COVID. Yeah, it's. I mean, be, being in the pandemic just uh, puts a giant spotlight. Yeah. On this stuff, right? That there's yeah. you know more space than usual to for for people to be curious about what might work or, and what and what might not work. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but yes, I I do just want to make sure that we're clear about that with regards to vulnerability as a behavior, a practice right. that you know, aids in, in healthy risk-taking, uh, aligned with one's values though, like any other behavior, and this comes back to flexibility, which obviously Pete and I talk a lot about since that's an aim of, of both mindfulness uh, practices and third wave behavior therapies. It's not, it's not a one size fits all, right? It's not, it's not going to be an effective choice in, in every context, in every situation. Right. Yeah, no, and so that's the. I think they refer to that as like the window of vulnerability. You know, when you have the mm. moment to do it. Mm. You know, yeah. when it's when it's right. When you, and, and I, so I think it's important to feel strong during those moments. If you're feeling like this is something you want to do, so make sure you get good rest, eat well. Yes. You no, know, don't do it when you're like intoxicated. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. which actually, and I'm glad you're bringing that up. That's because that's actually not being vulnerable, that's right? right? You're yeah. if people that are like, oh, I. I want to have this hard conversation after I've had a few drinks. I'm like, well, yeah. I can understand why, you know, because yeah. because it it's uh, you know, you're looser. Easy, yeah, you're you're <laughs> looser. Though that's not the practice, right? That's the, right. Like like actually, I I always think of uh, one thing Brene Brown says 
obviously we're referencing her a lot because she's uh, she's she's the Primary person. Research. Yeah, yeah, she's the person about vulnerability research. That she said that like some she's working with some uh, company and so I think it was like a tech company or something yeah. she does consulting with and they said oh we came up with an algorithm to figure out like yeah. when to practice vulnerability and she was like oh that's cool uh, a very interesting call it whatever you want but that's not vulnerability because right. there's no there's no there's no risk involved in that there's right? no risk yep there's no yep. risk yeah yeah being you know I, I always like to say to people being being alive is risky is inherently yes. risky yeah. right so. Vulnerability is an opportunity to to uh, choose healthy risks that actually have the opportunity to, to make your life better, more meaningful. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.